Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Scoop B Radio. Bad, man, that kid can play. So... You know, I, I'm hoping, I hope, you know, for all you, because the thing is, as a Michigan State alum, you know, I'm not, I'm not a fan of Penn State nor or, or University of Michigan and whatnot. And as a kid, I always rooted in the Ohio State-Michigan game, always rooted for the Buckeyes. Although when Ohio State plays Michigan State, I got to go, I got to go green. No offense to you Buckeyes fans out there, but that's good. That's a huge game today. Now, on the line with us is to give us kind of a, Kind of a national perspective on on the NBA is my man, Pots and Pans, Brandon Robinson. What's happening, brother? The dollar out of 15 cents. How you doing, brother? I'm, I'm you know, dude, where, are you so you're down in Houston? No, I'm not in Houston. I said I'm trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, shucks. I do that every day, man. That's a, <laughs> and, I, and that only gives me enough to get me a, a McDouble from, from McDonald's when I ain't got no money. So, you cutting it close. <laughs> yeah, I'm cutting it close, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I got to ask you, what's, what's the big story? Now, last night, um, apparently Bradley Beal and um, and my man um, and um, oh God Green um, Draymond Green Draymond Green you know boys will be boys they weren't playing nice with each other what happened in that situation out there oh, I mean it all started even before the game who's the best point guard in the NBA is it John Wall is it, is it uh, Steph Curry uh, overall you know who the general consensus is so it was a pretty chippy game going in you, you saw. You know, uh, John Wall with his back uh, to the basket, trying to try, trying to get into the lane and knock Steph Curry down an offensive foul. And then, you know, further into the game, it was an issue where um, Bradley Beal and and Draymond Green were going at it. Kelly Oubre slapped Clay Thompson. It was, you know, it was just a lot of. And to, and to Draymond Green's credit, as much as he's often villainized, he never threw a punch. He never slapped. He barehanded them. And uh, the NBA is definitely going to have to look at that. Definitely some fines and some suspensions assessed. And uh, Adam Silver and, and 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 Tatum, Mark Tatum, and those guys definitely have 
something on their desk on a Saturday. So it's a lot of uh, things to dissect. But all in all, Kelly Oubre did it, and, and uh, Bradley Beal and uh, Draymond Green. Uh, if Draymond Green were to get a fine, I, I, I'd, I'd be satisfied because I don't think he, to his credit, like I said, he's no punch. Kelly Oubre did you say it? Right. So it's interesting to see what happens. Well, another thing that happened, I guess, along the lines last night, apparently Luke Walton got mad at his players, kind of like me getting mad at my students, but that's another story. <laughs> but, right. you know, Luke Walton um, Luke Walton benched, uh, benched his starters. And, you know, how, how's the Lonzo Ball thing working out? It seems like in his first week of the season, you know, I get the feeling that 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 Daddy needs to kind of you know needs to take a needs to take a seat and let Lonzo I don't know figure out how to play the NBA game, mm-hmm. you know. So what what what's up with the Lakers on that one, man? Well, first of all, you you, you discussed uh, Luke Walton. He 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 benched you know his starters. He benched Contavious Caldwell, Pope, Lonzo Ball, Larry Nance Jr., Brook Lopez, and Brandon Ingram. Um, with three minutes left, uh, I believe it was 42 seconds remaining, uh, and the Lakers were trailing 91 83. Uh, they ended up losing to the Raptors at Staples 101 uh, 92. And um, he was basically teaching them a lesson. Um, um, Mahazik over at ESPN.com uh, uh, quoted uh, Luke Walton as saying that I took the starters out a little early in the third because they didn't get back in transition defense. They're a young team. You know, th- those guys are growing together. Yesterday was Lonzo Ball's birthday. Uh, and, uh, and, Happy and birthday. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, I, I mean, they're a young team. You know, as far as his father, I, I spent some time with Lonzo. I spent some time with uh, LeVar. And one thing I can say um, about the two, they're mutually exclusive. At the end of the day, um, Lonzo still is an employee of the Los Angeles Lakers. And what I can say to you is um, – he he started out rough, you know. He, he and Patrick Beverly were joined added early on, and you know he got the better of him in that Lakers uh, Clippers uh, d- debut at Staples last week. But Lonzo did hold up his 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 weight uh, against the Phoenix Suns uh, the following game. But Lavar is 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 a, is a package deal, and I, I don't think it's necessarily shut up. I think if you really, I'm a fan of hip hop. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Jay Z, and one thing that I often tell people when I'm asked about this topic is uh, Lonzo was the rapper and LeVar is the manager. So he, so Lonzo would be Jay-Z, LeVar would be Damon Dash. Okay, that's a good... And, uh, and it's no different than wrestling. Ted DiBiase and Virgil. Right. Like the talent, you know, and, and I think it works well for them. Right. Well, I was going to say, though, it, it just seems to me... You know, you, interesting to talk about the Lakers, you know, because I'm watching a team here locally that I think is playing. They're playing well. You know, they, they play the six, the Philadelphia 76ers. They have played three playoff teams, and they're one and four. They go down, down to Dallas tonight, and they got a road game there. But they played, they were in those games like they were contenders. But it's just, to me, and I was just talking about this with one of our guests earlier, Jack McCaffrey, is that this team is still a young team. They have a difficult time closing out games. What's the view of the Sixers from a national perspective? Well, I think when you look at the Sixers from a national perspective, number one, you have a young team. Um, they, in, in a lot of respects, they remind me of that early 2000s Los Angeles Clippers where you had Elton Brand, Eric Pajkowski, uh, Darius Miles, Quentin Richardson, 
you got a, a, a glut of young talent on that Sixers team. You, you have, and you have a guy in Jello Local who does not play. Right. I think anywhere between one to four minutes a game has been his average. And, you know, you have a guy in Joel Embiid who signed a huge contract, $147 million, and he's getting Michael Jordan type money. But lo and behold, Ben Simmons is healthy. I think whether he played last year or this year, you know, the Sixers will still be dealing with, with the struggles that they will. We're trusting the process, but I think number one, being an East Coast team, is that pressure. And, and number two, you're right. They did play some playoff teams, and the win that they did get was against the Brooklyn Nets at home. The Nets here in New York City have struggled away. Um, they, they, they did beat the Cleveland Cavaliers earlier this week, and um, they um, are a team that lost to the Knicks last night. So, I mean, the Atlantic division is a scrappy division, a, a division that – Many thought the Celtics would just outright win a team that the Sixers lost to last week. Um, but I think Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and all those guys have to grow. Ironically, they're playing against the Dallas Mavericks tonight, uh, and they'll be playing against a former player in, in Noel. Right. Um, so, you know, it, it's interesting to see the Sixers grow. Uh, I, I was on CNN earlier this week and said that I thought they would be a playoff team, and I would laugh that. But to be honest with you, with, the, with Gordon Hayward going down uh, in Boston and you know, the Nets being the only Atlantic Division team that that is a threat and the Knicks rebuilding, really the Atlantic Division is going to come down to the Nets or the Sixers in, 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 in an A spot most likely. So, you know, it's a, if the Sixers find a way to gel, I don't think it's far-fetched. I, I'm beginning to believe that too because the one thing I think they, they they're missing, and the game against Houston was was a clear illustration of that. They were up about nine points with about three forty four left. Houston goes on a nine nothing run, but every time the Sixers tried you know possess the ball, it was just like they were scrambling around to find. Okay, you take it. No, you take it. And and it was it was you know and the thing is I think what it is is that Ben Simmons, until he develops a jump shot that he's confident in, because he can do everything else. And plus, I think that Ben Simmons is unselfish to a fault. I've always felt that even watching him in summer league last year and watching him this year, it's just that, dude, you know, sometimes you have to, instead of being a great facilitator, take the ball to the bucket in the last couple of minutes. Surely, and, and when, you, when as you were talking about who shoots, who passes, I, I got a I got a uh, a split screen vision in my mind of Albert and Costello, who goes first, who goes second, and I also got a, a split screen to um, that front episode of Fresh Prince of Bel Air when Will and Carlton were both playing for Bel Air Prep and they were fighting over who was going to take the last shot. Right. Uh, but no, I think honestly, when you look at. Um, Ben Simmons, uh, and you look at another guy in Milwaukee, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Right. Um, uh, those guys are the modern-day prototypical point guards, tall point guards um, who, who grew up obviously watching LeBron James, uh, who came out of St. Vincent St. Mary's High School in Akron and was playing point guard amongst guys that were 6'2", 6'3", 6'5", cetera. But I think for Ben Simmons, yeah, you, you got to kind of find your, your niche. You're playing your rookie season. And I think many people forget that because at LSU um, he had such free reign. And, you know, some people, I've spoken to Charles Barkley about this many a times, he felt as though um, Ben Simmons should have stayed a little longer there. And also he felt that if you don't make it to the tournament, you don't earn the right to go to the draft. That's Charles Barkley being Charles Barkley. Right. um, 
I believe there is there is something to be said about pressure making diamonds, and and I think that if you're patient with the Sixers, teams like the Sixers, teams like the Orlando Magic, and even teams like the Brooklyn Nets will continue to grow with youth. If you look at the Oklahoma City Thunder, right, those guys years ago grew, you know, with with Harden, Durant, Westbrook, Collison, all those guys, and you know they're bearing the fruits of their labor and. They're making an appearance in the NBA Finals in 2012, subsequently losing to the Miami Heat. But, you know, they're on the come up again with veterans like Paul George and Russell Westbrook, who stayed with the team, and, uh, as, as well as Hoodie Mello, Carmelo Anthony. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the Sixers do. But I think, and another team, the Minnesota Timberwolves, a team that has grown with youth and added some veteran pieces. Right. The Sixers have the opportunity to grow. They just have to make the right picks and be prudent in, in what they do moving forward with free agency and, 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 and trades. Right. And speaking of trades, um, another thing we were talking about this morning when, we, when I was dealing with one of our, lo- our local columnists, it was the fact that um, Jaleel Okafor, I've watched him in preseason, and that guy, he's improved defensively. I just watched him, and I see that the energy's playing a lot. I mean, I'm not going to say he's a, the second coming of, I don't know, Michael Cooper, or whoever was good on defense back in the day, but but I would say that he's improved, He and, and he's a great offensive presence, and the Sixers are basically keeping him on the shelf, and either they're going to trade him. So if, if, for example, the Sixers trade him, What's the value? Who's looking for Jaleel Okafor out there? Is there any value for him out, out there? You know, I really think that um, Jaleel Okafor um, is very talented. And I also think that um, coming in, people were making comparisons to more of, of him being a hybrid Tim Duncan. Right. Um, but I with, with a better dribble, a little leaner, um, and maybe not shooting as many bank shots as, as, as Tim Duncan did. But uh, I think a team that gets a, a, a Jalil Okafor, if they were, to, if the Sixers were to trade him, will be a, will get a guy who's motivated. In a, in a bad sense, I feel like Jalil Okafor, perception-wise, has has gotten a raw deal because of what happened to him in his rookie year, where he was speeding under Ben Franklin, and right. um, you know, and then got into a fight in Boston with fans, and those fans can be very vicious in Boston. Right, um, no doubt. For sure, but I, I think um, he's not. I, I don't think he's damaged goods. I think he's damaged perception wise, and unfortunately, perception is reality. And I think that you know, for Jalil local for moving forward, are you going to play him? Are you going to sit him? But he, he, I hope that there's a communication. Maybe he needs to tweet like Eric Bledsoe and say, "I don't want to be here anymore," and he can get out. Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, because something because. The guy can play, and, and the thing about it, you know, Brett Brown. You know, I was wild. I, I have a transcript somewhere talking about, um, t- you know, talking about him. You know, you know, talking about you know Jaleel Okafor. He says that he can't in practice get past Amir Johnson. Now, I, I'm sorry, I, I don't think Amir Johnson is is as good as this guy. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, please, please, you know, please correct me if I'm wrong, dude. I mean, you can, you know, like I say again, I don't. You know, I'm I'm not as big an expert as you are, but Surely. you know, but but Okafor to me is a better player. I I I still don't get that with this team. Uh, I'm, I like Amir Johnson. Now he he he's helped me personally. He has plenty of times in, in fantasy basketball. Uh, <laughs> okay, the Toronto Raptors and and um as as well as the Pistons. You know, I, I think Amir Johnson. 
you know, drafted in 2005, uh, was a guy, second round pick, was a guy I think is the precursor to what many tweener small forwards and power forwards are. Right. And I think that Brett Brown, knowing the way he is and the quirky way that he is, um, he's a guy that goes off of experience and a guy that, you know, likes veteran players. Kind of like how Larry Brown was benching certain players in the Olympics back in 2004 where they won a bronze medal. Right. He was was tinkering with guys like uh, Carmelo and and, and LeBron, and and those guys were frustrated. If you remember, Carmelo threw his bronze medal in the river after the Team USA won, and that's when they did the whole overall with overhaul, excuse me, uh, with with uh, Coach K and other guys running the system. But as far as Jalil Okafor is concerned, um, I just think Brett Brown doesn't take him totally serious. Right. And I, and I think there's so much hype being thrown around. Like, if you think about it, okay, you're training the Nerlens Noel, you'd automatically think that Jalil would get more playing time. Not the case. Right. So is, is, it, is it being in the coach's doghouse? Is it you're preserving him because he's going to be training? Because rest assured, when it's time for him to play, Jalil got something to prove. I'm really, really a proponent for either play him or trade him. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the, the, the thing is, you got to, you know, I think he's a talented player. As far as I'm concerned, what I've seen, he can play. And the thing is, what I mean, he could have gotten 10 points, 10, 15 points, as, we, as we, we talked about this earlier. Just, you know, just for him being, I mean, just being out, out on the court, he's he's 10 points. He's at least 10 points. And the thing is, you might you might close this game out, or you might have somebody who's not afraid to take the buck. And they're young. Don't get it twisted. The Sixers are young right now, and they they need somebody to you know to to be the killer on that team. So, well, you um, know, Chris, if, if I could interject for one second, sure. I, what, I, what I think it is a case of is this: looking here on the New York side, um, the Yankees just fired their manager Joe Girardi, right? Right. And I had wrote an op-ed piece the other day uh, talking about how I believe Willie Randolph uh, could come in and be the next manager of uh, the Yankees and do well. He's a right. guy that's won on the other side in Queens with the, with the, with the Mets, uh, was within one pitch, I believe, of, of going to the World Series with the Mets, right. and they fired him. And um, a lot of people say that, that he uh, manages with his gut, he's not into analytics, he's this, he's that. And... Um, I feel like that's coded language. And right. I believe that on the same side, um, when when people begin to say the same things over and over again, they begin to believe it. Right. And I believe that that's the case with Jalil Okafor. I believe that people make statements about he doesn't play defense, he doesn't do this, he doesn't do that, and I believe that that belief in Philadelphia is why the perception is that the perception of the coaches, he's not serious off of something that happened a year or two ago when right. he was 19 years old. And I think that that all carries on to why he did not play coach's decision or playing one to four minutes again. Right. It's kind of like, um, I guess it's their own sense of, of cognitive dissonance. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things. I mean, coaches want to believe, you know, in other words, it's like you're hurt. No, you know, but I'm not hurt, but but you're hurt. That kind of thing. And so it's, it's, it's funny in that regard. Now we'll change gears for a second. Okay. So if you had to do any power rankings, 
who okay oh, oh, oh I'm, I'm sorry this guy this guy know we're gonna go to break i want to hold you um brandon i'm gonna hold you for one more minute um i gotta go to break and everything so ladies and gentlemen you're listening to 900 a.m wurd and 96.1 fm wurd black talk media we'll be right back parents united for better schools incorporated is a parent listen to scoop b radio <laughs> Yeah, man. Love the tribe, man. I always got to play a tribe called Quest. So, Brandon, so tell me something. So, right now, week into the season, really, second, really, week two. Okay. Who's, who, can we tell right now, is anybody in, in, in any position to knock off Golden State? Now, Golden State had a couple of losses last week. Who can beat this team? I mean, down the shot. No, it's early to see. It's really too early to tell. But has anyone anyone shown any any capacity or any ability to uh, to beat the Golden State Warriors in June? I know it's early. Houston. 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 Okay. Sixers fans don't want to hear that that team right now. You know, Eric Gordon in that game winner dagger the other night. But uh, I, I like the Houston Rockets right now. And, and I'll tell you what. Um, Houston is doing it without their floor general, Chris Paul, right now. Right. And, uh, they're still finding a way to do it. But more than anything, Houston lost to Golden State in the, in the, in the season opener. And uh, they got something to prove. And I think that them doing that without Paul, them um, them basically retooling to match against the Warriors, um, I think they can. I think everybody's making noise about the Oklahoma City Thunder getting the big three. But those guys got to gel. You know, right. and I think even a, even a San Antonio Spurs team uh, adding Rudy Gay, a guy who was a volume scorer in Sacramento and other places throughout his career, um, quietly San Antonio, the New England Patriots of the NBA, are uh, finding a way to, to kind of get back in the mix as well after being embarrassed in the playoffs last year. Yeah, I just think that um, that I you know if he he still needs he still needs. Um, to get some newer, younger players, and I think, and I think Greg Popovich is. A, I still say that guy can coach, and um, and I still think, yeah, you're right. I think if they can get some players, you know, to I think they can make a difference. But I, I like that at Houston. Watching that Houston team, and see, this is why I didn't feel as bad about the Sixers losing that night because Houston, James Harden, and then Eric Gordon. The shot that Eric Gordon hit in that game. No one else could have hit that shot. I mean, that was good defense. You can't argue the defense there. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't. You could not argue. I watched that shot several times, and you couldn't argue the defense. No, defense wins championships. Offense wins games, and uh, definitely, um, you look at that Rockets team. That shot, and I think one thing about Eric Gordon, I'll add, uh, Indiana guy. Um, Eric Gordon is in a situation in Houston that you would want for Derrick Rose. Both guys coming to injuries throughout their careers and kind of just come in and, and, and not necessarily be the lead guy, but be one of the guys. Uh, I use this example often. Vince Carter was the man in, in Toronto, and when he got traded to the then New Jersey Nets and was amongst Richard Jefferson and Jason Kidd, he didn't have that pressure of being the guy. He was one of the guys. And right. Gordon is, is blossoming into a, a role player who, you know, we'll probably continue to get paid for being a, a spot-up shooter. Um, you hope that for J.J. Redick and moving forward as as the Sixers begin to, to, to gel and get better, that he can be that go-to guy to hit 
you know, timely jumpers in that manner and, and win as well. Wow. Okay. Well, I got to say, you know, Brandon, as always, you know, love to have you on the show and everything. And uh, I got asked for a college football prediction. The big game today is, is, is Penn State, Ohio State. Who you got in that game? I'm pulling for the hometown guy, Saquon Barkley, and the Penn State uh, team to do their thing, man. That's been the story most of the year. And uh, Ohio State, they win all the time. Let, let, let somebody else get it for a change. Okay. Thank you very much, uh, Brandon. Thanks for having me on the show. And um, like I say, we'll, we'll hit you back. Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. I'll talk to you soon, Chris. Take care, man. All right. Scoop B Radio. Oh Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.